Welcome to the Mala Movement Podcast. Each episode we share our experience and research on all things natural living, holistic health and mindful being. We are so grateful that you're hanging out with us. Let's dive on in. Hey, hey, and welcome to episode 15 of the podcast. And today is a super, super special episode because it is actually my first interview or interview style. So the other week or a couple of weeks ago, Mark and I did a Q&A style. And this week I am actually going to be interviewing Mark and just shining a light on him, getting him to share all the wisdom bombs with us. And I'm super excited to get into this and make sure you wait till the end of the episode because we've got something amazing for you. We're going to be doing yeah, I'm not going to say too much. Should I say any more? No, nah, hang in there. Too hang much. in there. But hey, hey, guys. How are you guys doing? Um, thanks for having me on board, Laura. And I think I'll have to interview in the next couple of weeks, I reckon. Yeah, we'll so do people... a little swapsies. Yeah, definitely. All right. So where do we want to take this? What are we going to talk about? Um, go for it. I'll let you leave. Well, I want to actually dive into a bit of your story and share with everyone a bit around your journey around what you have done and achieved and why you decided to pivot into what you're sort of doing right now. What got you here to this very moment? Yeah, sure. Okay. So I probably go where, where my journey starts is probably in my early years of um, primary school and then high school was uh, having the, the, the negative belief system or didn't have any um, hope in myself in, in some stage, we'll break this down a little bit was I was a little bit um, put in a competitive role with family members. So we've got an older sibling, uh, two older siblings and one younger one. And my the one above me was, he was so talented that he didn't even have to study and got all the best grades. And come from an Asian family, I mean, it's all about the grades, right? Being a doctor, being a um, you know yes. lawyer, it's just <laughs> working your way up and chasing that coin, right? So I, w- I didn't fit that that box and my older brother Jay he was just this uh you know he had like two or three ducks in a row this was back in um, high school and he was my competition in a way I didn't want to compete with him but uh in order to get attention from my mother because she loved it when we got good grades um you get the affection the acknowledgement and sometimes she'd just buy you gifts and you're like okay well There'd be times where I wouldn't get good grades, and um, and it's a bit of a shame. But not not this isn't a stab at my mum or anything like that. But she used to say this this common word in Filipino called "bogo," which means dumb or stupid. Not that she intentionally meant to say it in that in that way. It's not that harsh, but just more of a joking way. And but I but being that young, I, I took it on board literally. And um, and every every time I, I sort of worked my way up into either um, doing an exam or anything like that, I, her voice would always come up in my head. And um, and it came to a point where I just sort of gave up on school. I gave up on um, wanting to get the grades, and I became a bit more rebellious. And and the only time where I started to believe in myself was when I started skateboarding. So I, I didn't have the smarts, nor did I have the skills, because my older brother Jay was also a good skateboarder, and he also taught me a lot. But the thing with with what I accomplished and what made me successful as a skateboarder was I didn't have the talent, but I had the tenacity. I'd wake up every single day, dream about it, skateboard, whether it's raining outside, um, and just constantly pursue that. So they did that for about seven seven to eight years constantly. Um, And that gave me sort of an indication of if you stick at it, you can get better and better, and Mm. then you can learn, evolve, and grow. Um, and then I took that that sort of same mindset from learning how to skateboard really good to how to educate myself and become more smart because obviously school didn't give me the right education or not necessarily point the finger at him, but I just they I just didn't enjoy the learning process at school. And you're probably in the same boat. Yeah. Um, you probably felt that as well. High school dropout. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so. Uh, you know, and then they said what they say now is is the real learning starts when you when you actually leave school, which I I, I believe that to be true as well because that's where the experience um, and the personal growth comes in. However, um, I didn't then I I didn't really uh, work on myself until about mid twenties, and that was pretty much when you know came from came off a, a long term relationship that are probably in there hung in there for a bit too long, um, and I should have called it quits, and we both should have called it quits, but. Um, that made me realize like when you're, when you're there and you're, you're, you're alone because I was in that relationship feeling that I needed to be it, be in it because I was feeling empty, so empty inside that in that relationship, I'd, I'd be addicted to, uh, abusing myself with alcohol and abusing myself with partying, uh, skateboarding and whatnot. And so that became my addiction until 
until we sort of split our ways and and then there became silence and i was like i remember sitting on the side of my bed i would have been about a first year carpenter at that time because i started a bit later in um in in my apprenticeship um and and i remember like this emptiness going like what what am i doing in my life like what's going on like i don't know who i am and now i've got to try and find another mate another soulmate like i thought she was the one but it wasn't and and so then you go into this this rabbit hole and and for me luckily lucky enough i found um i i stumbled upon a professional pickup back in the day but it wasn't the pickup that you think it would be. It's not the, you know, say the one-liners and, and, and whatnot. I just loved cultivating the skill set. So I'd approach and I'd learn from, there was a guy out there named David D'Angelo, aka, I think his real name's Eben Page. He's like this multimillionaire, very highly successful in the marketing uh, mainstream uh, social media platform. But he showed me and he, through his like DVDs, I used to buy these DVDs mm-hmm. off, you know, double, deep in the game was his DVD. I bought, it was like a 10 series sort of CD and I remember downloading that it was like the matrix like downloading all this information on um what books to read how to how to how to how to bring up your game and it's all mental and it's all belief systems and all it's all patterns um and so then once I devoured a lot of that content and started to apply it into the field because the the training ground or the dojo became you know approaching girls in the supermarkets approaching them um wherever I could and just ask him some questions or or even get shut down and uh, and that's pretty much part of the resilience. So, so it's the tenacity to just keep going and going, even though you get shut down after obstacle after obstacle. Which is life. Which is life, <laughs> oh my exactly. God, it's like the best training ground. 100%. So a lot of men, I think it's it's a great avenue for them to to know who they are. It's not something that I did where I like I slept with a lot of women. It wasn't that. It was just more of I just wanted to cultivate a skill set because being a, a Filipino, which, which our background, we're very, very humble, but we're very uh very how would you say it like we're just um we we can be a little bit timid and at the same time we overgive mm. right and so that's the sort of like the filipino culture um it's almost like we'll we'll give you our food even though we're starving that's how it is um but like for me it i never really got these skills growing up like my old man didn't show me how to cultivate a lot of these skill sets or or learn more about myself and so yeah going down that rabbit hole which which led me down to personal development um, and then from from there, evolving myself. So then going to my carpentry apprenticeship, applying what I learned through the books, applying what I learned in, on the field as well, and then helped me to grow myself, but also to, to, to own my own business and grow the business the way, way it sort of um, went to. And where I've pivoted from, I guess, like the question you were asking, uh, and how I've pivoted to where I am now is it's, I mean, you'd say it's like, the way I've cultivated it over time, it's it's really exponentially grown um, my my mindset, but my belief systems, but also my intention. Where back, say, ten years ago, if you would have told me where I am today, it'd be like it, I wouldn't even believe it because I'd be like, no, that's not me. That's not who Mark is. Mark's this guy who's who's depressed. He's emotional. Um, he just he just feels sorry for himself. And I had to break out of that, so I had to I had to go through yeah the traumas because there was there was times where I'd um, go out and and binge drink and and I'd break down like emotionally break down, and I remember times after that after that just kept happening and and I just wanted to escape. I just wanted to to be someone else, and I'm, I'm sure you've probably felt something similar. And 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 it would have just been a lot of the food I was eating, the people I was surrounded by the the belief systems and the negative the automatic negative talk that self-talk that i keep telling myself that was spiraling me down and and say someone that saw me today saw me 10 years ago nine day difference but I, you couldn't have done it linear it was the exponential growth that i invested in myself right through either through reading books meeting new people building relationships and learning how to fall and fail and all over again just like skateboarding to now at a point where it's like, wow, I'm just in love with life. I'm in love with with Laura. I'm in love with the food that we eat, the people we get to spend time with, just nature itself. Like everything is just now in a different different light. And I think I attribute a lot of that to uh, working and the working on myself. But it had it had to be that that breakdown of the relationship for me to be where I am and and to come out on the other side. And and I just want to um, encourage a lot of guys out there. Um, that the possibility of change can happen to anyone. You've just got to be able to go through 
the motions and you've got to be able to uh, start to awaken yourself up and, and learn to to reach out for help as well because there's people, there's mentors of mine that I've had to reach out that have helped me and guided me along the way. And then until I started to get those, you know, started to get the feet running and, and whatnot, that's when I started to uh, really start to to shine and, and really be able to believe in other people as well. So for, for someone to believe in themselves, sometimes they need someone else to believe in them first before they can mm. start to pick up the pieces and go, I, you know, I think I think I can, I think I, I can do it. Yeah. And so, you know, yeah, that's that's pretty much where it started. Um, long story short. No, no, that's but... good. And what made you decide to pivot from, I guess, the building industry? Because I know a lot of guys or I guess this is universal as in like people can stay in a job that I guess pays well or they can climb the ladder in. Yeah. What made you walk away? And this goes to the same, sorry, just to extend upon that, you could like keep going with like you were really into Spartan racing, you were you went into Ninja Warrior, like, and you've walked away. It's not necessarily that, that I walked away. Um, I may have walked away from the competitive style of 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 that league. <clears throat> However, I've I've definitely um, taken on board all the all the lessons, the learnings, and the skill sets, and and the, the relationships as well. So it's not necessarily walking away. I've I've probably stepped into where I was supposed to go anyway. So this is where it's it's the transition phase in my life so where i've gone from you know competitive say uh, spartan obstacle course racing and ninja warrior but also a bit of martial arts and then the skateboarding i don't think i don't see myself as i am i am the one thing mm-hmm. i'm 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 all of it and 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 i should be because where if i had limited myself like i'm just a you know either a carpenter or, or a spartan racer then I'm I'm all in, and I find that if I break down um, in one element or one environment, then I, I won't won't be able to pick up myself or back up again or learn something different. So I find that although I did a lot of different things over the period of time, I think I'm the type to be able to enjoy everything, not just limit myself to the one thing. Um, and so where I've where I've let go of a lot of um, the competitive side, whether it's running my own business and leaving that and then sort of shutting that down to what um, you know moving away from competitive um, training I get more satisfaction and enjoyment out of just the non-competitive style and then that way I can spend my other time and energy on other things to to learn and cultivate along the way so the pivot really is going from you know just being that that carpenter or that 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 business owner and then just doing the all these different types of uh, pursuits of competitive sport to then now like I'm not doing any of that and people are wondering like what where did Mark go what's 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 Mark up to what's he doing but I'm just loving the fact that I'm that I we can we can go back together and and, and work on the land and moving in that direction where becoming more self-sustainable um, self-sufficient which I've always been a big believer in um, and and working the skill sets and working in community so for me, it's like I'm using all the stuff that I learned in the past and I'm bringing it to the present and moving on into the future. And it's just this constant evolution that's just going to keep growing and growing. And that's what that's where I feel like I'm drawn to. And I feel like that's where I want to give back as well, be able to help educate, but also re-educate and just pass on some of the things that I've learned along the way. So then it can help not just this generation, but the next several generations and, and, and to our kids when we get kids. Um, and that's just going to be a, a constant cycle. It's just this torch that keeps passing on. Um, that's where I want to sort of live and leave my life with. Thank you for sharing that. And what would your advice or I guess wisdom that you'd want to impart on someone who feels like they have this dream or this desire inside of them, but they're staying in a job or a relationship or pigeonholing themselves in some way for the money? or for the security, and they're not birthing that dream or living that vision for their life? Yeah, okay, well, that's a great, powerful question there. Um, what I can suggest is you've got to, first of all, you've got to, you've got to acknowledge what the calling is. Um, and if you're at a point where you're at a job and you dislike it or it's become monotonous and it's it's really sucking you dry, it's you're, you're, you're losing energy and you just can't get out of bed in the mornings, um, you really have to face the facts and, and tell yourself, like, obviously the job you don't like, right? But you go to the job because obviously you got to you got to pay the bills, and people get stuck in that job and they just constantly just seek external um, objects or pleasures to try and 
feel the void that's within them, right? Because they're not facing to the to the true calling. Um, and so the transition, there has to be a transition phase, but there's also going to be that acknowledgement and there's got to be the action step to, to, to move in that direction. A lot of the times we've got to understand is, is that really what we want or is it what other people want of us? So it's like the, you know, you're not living your life for your mom, you got to be living it for yourself. And a lot of guys out there that live it for their parents because they want to give them the validation of, you know, I'm successful or my mom always wanted to be like in Philip in, in the Philippines, everyone becomes a nurse, right? Like if, if I grew up in the Philippines, I'd probably be a nurse. You're either a nurse or you're either a farmer, like in a way, like that's, but, but that's what our parents want us to be, um, where you've got to decide for yourself. So a lot of us don't know what we want. We go, oh, I want to move. I want to change different jobs, but I don't know what I want to do. Well, you've got to go out there and try new things. You've got to go be adventurous and you've got to put yourself in an uncomfortable position. For the guys out there that are very uncomfortable with meeting new people, there's stepping stones into getting into, into being more uh, confident with yourself, right? So find your weaknesses and try and expose them. You've got to find out what they are and then see if you can collaborate with, with people who are into something similar. Like on my journey with, with pickup and, and personal development, I didn't find a lot of people. However, I just kept reading the books and I kept researching and I kept putting myself in a position where it made me feel uncomfortable. So I go to certain workshops, I'd go and meet new people down the street, just constantly put myself out there. And it sucks because you feel like people are watching you, people are judging you, and that's the worst, right? So you, you feel ostracized that you're stepping out of your comfort zone and easy to be ridiculed. But you've got to go through the other side of that fear. And I think that's where a lot of people aren't doing their procrastinating because they're thinking about it way too much. They're overthinking it and nothing gets done. So it feels like you're getting it done in your head, but then in the real world, the physical realm, nothing has actually been done. So you emotionally feed the the loop. Oh yeah, I, f I feel like I've done it. And then it escapes you and it's sort of more like, like but nothing changed, nothing happened. So I think if you can somewhat ch change your environment, start, start finding people to, either, to build relationships with that will help you guide you along. Your mom's going to be your biggest supporter, right? They, she's going to be voted for you, and, and, and but she can't do it for you. You've actually got to do it yourself and you've got to step up. Um, that's what I'd recommend. And, and, and it's always a stepping stone. It's not, you've got to be able to delay that gratification. So for me to actually be in your presence and for us to connect together took me five years. But did I suffer and I go, where is she? Where is this beautiful goddess? Where's this, <laughs> where's this woman that I'm going to marry that I would just want to have kids and we're just going to live happily ever after? No, no, I had to work on myself, right? Because five years ago, if we hadn't met um, and I hadn't done my, my personal work, you would have just walked straight past me. You wouldn't have given two seconds or, or, or a look, right? Or you, I wouldn't have been able to stimulate your mind or your heart. And I think that's where people come off is, is they expect or the they idealize this this perfect person to walk up and say, "Will you marry me?" But no, no, there's there's a, there's an exchange of value that I'm giving you, you're giving me, right? And so that's that's what I've had to work with. And I think people that that want to transition from a job or even a relationship, the work has to get put back on yourself because when you put the work on you, then you start to see opportunities, and opportunities are always presenting themselves. You're just not aware of of what's happening. And so when you do that, then you can maybe transition into a different field of work or maybe actually quit it all together and be smart about it. So you might have some savings where you can be like, okay, so I've got enough time to transition and try new things or take a part-time job or even just do something that you, you're passionate about or love to do. And that will also help you, um, I guess, redirect where you, you need to focus your energy and your time. Yeah. Yeah, just those little steps. And I, I really resonate with what you're saying there as in like, you can't just fantasize it to reality. Like you yeah. can think about it all you want. And I think that gets really confused in the manifestation realm where people, you know, reading their affirmations and they're manifesting, but they're just fantasizing, which is an important piece of manifestation, but action is a major, major yeah. piece of the puzzle, yeah. which I think a lot of people are missing in, I guess, their transitional phases in life, whether it be visioning their dream man or dream woman or fantasizing the job that they want or the promotion that they want or this dream life, but not actually taking any action towards that. So as you said, like that little part-time job or slowly transitioning, actually giving food or fuel 
to your vision. So it's like, yeah, that year work or actually taking those baby steps. So if you're wanting to start a business, do an hour a day, put in an hour a day. Or if you're wanting to become more healthy, start with little things like drinking more water. If you're wanting an amazing partner to love you unconditionally, start unconditionally loving yourself. Yes. So it's all of those little things that you got to take action on that actually help with that transition. I love that because other people feed that. So if you don't love yourself, how do you expect someone else to to love you or for you to love them. So it's so powerful. Like I had to work on that. You know, I'm sure you mm. had to work on that Laura, too, Laura, is loving yourself before someone can ask to love you because it's just, it's the biggest game changer. Your energy, your vibration, your frequency, the way that the way you walk through life and the way that you wake up in the morning, you're not just staring up at the ceiling going like, we, we may stare at the ceiling, but we're like visioning on, on what we want to create and what we want to do. And that's okay. I'm not saying staring at the ceiling is wrong, <laughs> but like if you're staring at the ceiling and you're just like, I just don't know what to do. I'm, you know, being the victim, and you you can still be the victim, but you've got to own it and say, okay. And I love it because owning your your negatives in life, where it's like at the very end of that sentence, you've also got to claim it and you say, I love that. So I'm being the victim, but I love that. And that just acknowledges you that you can feel those emotions. It's great to feel all kinds of emotions. Mm. But when you get stuck in that, I just suck, or you constantly just have those negative thoughts, I think that becomes more of a downward spiral. Yeah, 100%. You're allowed to feel like all feelings are valid. And I don't think you need to suppress or that one feeling is better than others. But yeah, allowing yourself to be in that, but also asking yourself the very powerful question of what next step can I take? What can I do about it? Because you can listen to this podcast, for example, and get ideas from us or other people will take courses, go see people, but there is a lot of wisdom inside of you. And I don't want you to, I guess, because I think a lot of us are waiting for someone else to validate our dreams or validate, yeah, you should leave that guy or yeah, you should leave that girl. Yeah, you should go take that job. You know, we're waiting for someone else to tell us, but you know what you want to do. Yeah. And I, I used to be in that position where I would ask all my friends, what do you think I should do about this? Should I leave him? Should I not leave him? Should I take this job? What should I do? Should I study this? It's okay to get those opinions, but when you're valuing other people's opinions above your own and your own innate wisdom and your own heart, like what is your heart calling? Because no one else has to live your life. You're living your life and you know what you want to do stop waiting for someone else to validate your dreams or to give you permission to take that action. I think that's really important to just keep in the back of your mind throughout your life because, yeah, you can easily give someone else the reins, but it's time to actually take your power back and actually take responsibility for your choices and your life. Now, I want to ask you, Mark, what actually made you want to or trigger you to actually transition from pursuing, I guess, money and then now pursuing your purpose or I guess valuing your purpose more than making money? Yeah, great question. I love that. So when I'm looking back, because this took me a while to figure out and and sometimes you've just got to be in silence and let it sit with you for a bit before you can actually action it. And so pursuing money and what I'm pursuing now, my passions, I had to let go of the pursuit of money because that was going down the route of being a builder and working for clients and going down that route, signing contracts, which I wasn't passionate about. I never was really super passionate about that. Although it will make me a lot of money down the track because I had did have some clients lined up, although I never really pursued that or get my license, my domestic builder unlimited. And so I've had that roadblock, but it was an emotional roadblock as opposed to if I didn't have the emotional roadblock, I'd be going all guns in and, and just go for it. And so where I'm now is pursuing my passions is now I get to um, pursue building our own home, which is the, the van. We're doing a van build conversion and being able to do that. I've always wanted to do something like similar to that, so getting us creative or me creative and it's getting me to work on my hands. And then where it's going to head towards is like this pursuing my passion of, of learning and cultivating a lot of the land skills that we're going to eventually learn along the way. So where if I would have just stuck with the money side, I would have sold a bit of my soul and I would have lost a lot of my heart and that could have probably led me to a lot of external addictions, right? 
And where I am now, it's like I'm so fulfilled and so in love that I'm moving in this direction. But I don't, I'm not worried about the money because I know that money will come um, provided I keep working on myself. I'm in, in alignment, I'm opening up my heart and we're in tune and we're, we're, we're working in, in the fields that we love. And so for me, I'm still working on what I want to create into the future as opposed to what I want to walk away from or what doesn't light me up every single day. And so if you were given the option, would you want the money now? Or would you want the money later, but you get to pursue your passions? I'd rather pursue my passions and get the money down that road. Um, and whether it comes now, whether it comes, say, five years or 10 years, it doesn't matter because I'll, I'll still wake up enjoying life. I'll still wake up um, having that zest of wanting to pursue it as opposed to waking up, get the money so then you can buy things and, and feel emotionally in control and so i'd rather let go of that and pursue my passions and go in that direction yeah and with you i see your battery just get zapped yeah, as soon as when you're not in alignment with what you actually want to do yeah and it's not me like it's not not that i i dislike uh, i think it's the worst job some people love it some mm. people wake up in the morning and they go i just want to build for clients i want to do this and go for it, go for it. If that's your calling, that's your calling. But for me, it was just like, I'm only doing it so then I can make that money and then I can then go pursue my dreams and my passions. But a lot of the times, like builders out there, they've got boats, they've got all these toys, but they never get to enjoy it because they're so mm. busy building. Yeah. And, I, and I look at that, is that is that being successful? Like you get to, to do a job, but then you don't get to enjoy your passions and freedom to enjoy with family and friends. Like, I mean, come on, like, what are we here for? Like yeah. really? And so if you if you go the other route and you start to work on yourself, you start to work on your passions and your purpose, uh, let's see what happens when you keep working at that and see how you feel and see what you start to attract and the opportunities start to unfold on you. And, and I think that's a better route for, I think, myself, but a majority of people out there, just go for it and don't, don't hold back and just be aware that you're not the only one that's gone through it. We're all, we've all asked ourselves this. We've all come to this fork in the road. We go, do I continue with what I'm doing? Or do I, do I pivot or do I look at, or do I ask for advice? Or do I go see if there's a better, better way of approaching my life? Because you only get to live one, right? You're going to make the most of it. You got to, you got to really look after yourself and look after yourself first and foremost before you can start looking after other people. Yeah, being self a little selfish so you can be more selfless. Correct. Love it. That is correct. Yeah. Love it. And can you even just give an example of when you've just taken the leap and everything's worked out? Yeah, yeah. So the leap, it's about leap of faith or a leap of jumping off a cliff and expecting <laughs> no. a parachute to show up? Or? No, no, no. Like leap of faith where you've followed your heart and you've gone with your passion or your heart and with what you want to do and you've forgotten about the money. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, so leap of faith in, well, let's just start it off where I started to like, it all comes back down to the business because that, that was a big pivotal moment in my life. When I finished, I was about to finish my apprenticeship and that was, uh, was yeah, fourth year. And I got a phone call from the boss that I'd previously left and then worked for again. And uh, he decided to give me his, not necessarily company, but his contacts to for them to for me to build my business and i remember him calling me up and saying it was more almost like a jeremy Guire moment where it's like show me the money it was like do you want to take the business and that was the moment in my life where could i see myself working as a as a as a business owner down in the built in, in the building game and i remember him saying that you know if you don't take this opportunity now if i saw you down the road uh years from now and you're still in the building industry i'd be very disappointed and I ended up saying yes. Like it would have probably been because uh, I, I I didn't want to disappoint him, <laughs> or it could have been that the other option was I wanted to be a personal trainer, right? Mm -hmm. And the funny thing is, is although I I wanted to be a personal trainer, I I never stopped training. Like I, I physically trained a lot, and I also taught in personal training as well over the years. So it was like I had a part time gig as a personal trainer. And also as a uh, as a company owner in a in the building industry, and so where where two of my passions were lying was I was I was had one foot in either one of them, and I had the choice of whether I can go down that road or down this road. And then this year, 
I had the opportunity to do Ninja Warrior and also had the opportunity to work at the uh, the compound, which is a Ninja and Spartan Race obstacle gym down in Bayswater. And that's that's my go-to. Like That excites me, gets me out of bed. I'm like, I love training, except it was just the wrong timing for me because the timing where, say, three or five years ago, I would have I loved to have worked out. I did work there this year for a couple of weeks, but I just couldn't handle it. Like My heart was calling something else. Although I love training, I love I love all that aspect to it. I just couldn't I couldn't turn up, and I had to turn down the the opportunity because one it was it wasn't in alignment with me anymore. It's I think it's when you when you start to evolve over the years, you have different passions and and different pursuits and different purposes, and that that's what happened this year. So this year's been a roller coaster for me and yourself, Laura, and mm. we've been able to support each other on this journey because it wasn't just a ninja warrior but also did TAFE teaching this year at Chisholm Frankston where I was TAFE teaching for about six months half online half in on campus and that was also another a pursuit that I've always wanted to do but the timing wasn't there either because that would have benefited me maybe a few years back but now it's like I'm, I'm, I'm ready to move on to the next one and it's not to say do the shotgun approach and try so many different things that you just start a job quit a job start a job quit a job it was no, no, my heart was all in it. I gave as much as I can. But at the same time, I had to be honest with myself. And so that wasn't where I wanted to go. And, and where we're going now, where I'm going is um, I definitely want to make still make that impact and, and really help as many people as possible, but through a different avenue. And mm. so that's the passion I'm pursuing at the moment. And I guess that just, I guess, brings home the message of don't wait. I, I find I like to go with what I'm passionate about in the moment. Imagine you had a stuck at your job when you left high school as a hairdresser. Exactly. And I think that's where some people think, oh, well, I met, I took that leap and I started this, but my heart's not in it anymore. You can move on. Yes. <laughs> Just because like you are an ever evolving, changing being yeah. and your passions are going to change. Uh, what you want and desire is going to change and for permission like you are allowed to change and pursue new things just because you put a year or two years or three years into something or even 10 years yeah. I, I had students at TAFE right so there were there were middle-aged men there there were men that were 45 years old all the way down to about 16 so 16 mm. to 45 years old wanting to start a career in the building and construction industry and I don't care if you're 18 or 16 and you've started and you're like, oh, you're so young and, you know, you've got a good life ahead of you. But I tell you right now, I've met that many guys that they've, they've, they've gone hard and fast and they exit hard and fast, mm. right? And there's guys that are just consistent and they just keep going and going and going. They get their four years done apprenticeship and then they might start running their own business or working commercial, whatever it is. But it doesn't matter what age you are. Like, forget about that figure. It's really about what you're what your where your heart is at the current time right mm. and i think you, we've got to listen to more of that and still with a bit of the mind because if we just follow the heart constantly it can sometimes leave us emotionally um addicted to certain things yeah if that makes of sense course, of course yeah so if we can um yeah find a lover discernment and also, is that yeah, the right word uh, cr critical thinking yeah, and also yeah. yeah just having yeah have that open heart but also you be be logical in the way you think as well and the way you assess and the way you, you action things um and not to and sometimes not to go over critical because then that can sometimes um deter you or or, or stop you in your tracks but there's a yeah, balance with it all doesn't matter how old you are just go out there and you've just got to express and explore and and start to start to see different different way different avenues yeah, and there's going to be whatever pursuit you're on right now or you were on, there's always a lesson in it. There's never any wasted time. There's never failure because you're always learning something. So there's always something, some medicine or some lesson that you're taking with you moving forward into your next step. So don't get caught up in like, oh, what a waste of time because I think I shared in another episode like I've done so many things and I've pivoted so much, but I feel like one of the reasons why I think I am growing so fast within yeah. myself personally yeah. is because I'm not scared to pivot and I refuse to stay stuck somewhere where I don't want to be. Yeah, yeah. And uh, probably, you know, coming from like people would look at you and they go, oh, you're very, you're very young. Like, what would you know? Like, what experience have you got? And I think 
people are quick to judge, but I, I've met a lot of older people who are, who are older than me and you, and that just still have, uh, they're still stuck in their, their mentality of, of the old ways or how it should be, or, or they're just negative or they're, they're constantly the victim and they just don't know how to get out. And I just think, wow, you're a grown man. It's not that we're, we're, we're young and we know it all. It's like, we're all learning and we're growing together. But these are definitely experiences that we've both felt and both done uh, over the years that has allowed us to grow exponentially versus someone that would just would just succumb to what the environment or the or the circumstance gives them, and then they just subordinate or they submit and they just go, yeah, that's life. You know, how how else am I going to fight it? And it's not about fighting; it's really just about getting excited about it and having the opportunities present themselves for you, and then do it do it for yourself. As you said, like there's no wrong way of doing it. Anything like everyone's on their own sort of journey. But I guess what you're saying is that there's never it's never too late to start. No, it's and not. be willing to be a beginner because I think some people, especially when they feel they know it all or aren't open to learning new things or learning from someone younger than them or yeah. older than them. Yeah. Um, I think that closes you off to a lot of lessons and knowledge that you could bring with you. So I think, yeah, as you said, like there's never a, a, too late. There's never too late. Better late than never, right? Yeah. It's just choosing to actually fucking do something about it. Yeah. Love the learning process as well. Like it doesn't matter who it is. I love learning. I love I love picking up a new skill or something about knowing more about myself that I didn't know or that's just been you know on the surface and hasn't yeah. That's the exciting part about life, I guess. Yeah, and putting yourself out there actually puts you in a position to really fucking grow because you're allowing yourself to get uncomfortable and get to a growth edge where you might not have gotten that in your day-to-day job or that relationship that wasn't challenging you there's always that lesson in getting uncomfortable okie dokie so now i want to share what we've got for you because we've decided to do a little giveaway yay giveaway everyone loves a good giveaway right gimme 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 free stuff woo Okay, so because we're moving, we're doing the whole van life thing, we're downsizing. So number one, uh, we had that Marla Naturals little health food shop online. Obviously, we have to get rid of our stock as well. So um, that's one thing. We have to close that down. And we also have a book that we're including in the giveaway, which actually inspired this week's episode. So I'm going to hand it over to Mark and then I'll share a little bit about what goodies we're going to give away from our Mala Natural shop and also a gift that I want to give as well. So explain a little bit about the book, my love. Yeah, sure thing. All right. So this book was gifted to me by my best friend, Peter Mejia. He's also a uh, traditional Chinese medicine acupuncturist. And so the book is called The Illusion of Money, subtitled Why Chasing Money is Stopping You from Receiving It. And it's written by Carl Cease. So he is a, a New York Times bestseller, but he's also he's a comedian, he's a stand-up comic. He's been yeah. a stand-up comic for like the past 20, 30 years. And he's he's moved away from that and he's now doing transformational speaking. And I've seen some of this stuff. We actually rewatched the documentary. He's actually got a documentary out, and I highly recommend you guys check it out. It's called The Illusion of Money. You can probably just type it up on Google or or DuckDuckGo. And it yeah, we'll link up. it. We'll yeah. link it in the um, description show notes. We'll link it yeah. in because that that is a movie that we watched at the start of the year, and it just really it's an eye opener of why we constantly chase money, and we're not chasing what was really inside of us in in our hearts and and what we what sparks joy in our life. And so, yeah, check out the documentary, and the book really fleshes out more of the practical side of the documentary. So the documentary inspires you to stop pursuing money and start pursuing your passions the money eventually will come and so the, this book will eventually go give you some step-by-steps but also uh, case studies and exercise at the very end of each chapter which i highly recommend i've read the book three times this is how <laughs> this is how good it is i'll, I'll reread it again just for this podcast episode because I've got that many highlights and just how he speaks in his truth because he speaks from his own personal truth, his own personal experience. But I love how he can tether in the 
comedy side of it because when you talk about a, a thick subject or something that's a bit taboo, um, for some reason st- comics can actually break down the, the barriers and the walls and make it mm. funny and you make it enjoyable, then you can digest it better and then you can actually understand and you got to retain the information mm. where if it was all bland, dry, it was all spreadsheets and calculating how much money you have, it's not a money book in that sense. Like it's not a, it's not a let's, let's. How do you make money? Yeah, it's not a how to make money. Although it teaches you how to make money internally, right? So mm. we think money is is just this physical object, but it's also an emotional and in, internal object uh, or internal feeling mm. that and we need to, you know, trans- understand a little bit more. What were we going to say? Oh, and just increasing your own personal value. Yeah, that, well, that's that's pretty much part of the book as well. Yeah. So when you when you appreciate, so when you appreciate value, it goes up. Um, but you, in order to appreciate the value within yourself, you've got to then do that self-work, that deep meditation, the silence, all these steps and processes that we've sort of lost over time. We've, we've gotten so busy and we've gotten so distracted and we've started to spend a lot of this money. We go, where's this money going? And fill time. Yeah, fill time. And then when we get given money, it just escapes us. And we're like, where, what's going on? And mm-hmm. so... This book will really get you to understand like how to get comfortable with being broke, mm-hmm. how to get comfortable with your limiting belief systems, the stories you keep telling yourself. Like we all have a money story. We all have an emotional attachment to money. If our parents couldn't have money or didn't have much money or they were afraid of losing their money, we probably t- have taken some of that emotion with us and we're like, oh, okay, so mum mom was scared of losing this amount of money or, or there was a time in, in, in our life where we're scared we weren't going to get food on the table, you somehow have emotionally absorbed that and so you have a similar relationship and it pretty much doesn't fall far from the tree, mm. your belief systems but also your mannerisms and the way you think. And you, Yeah, so I think it's, pow- it's a, one of these powerful books because we're coming to a time where this, this COVID pandemic has really um, put a damper and really cost us a lot, whether it's whether it's our um, emotional um, or physical or even financial. And we need to understand that we've all got the freedom. We've all got this abundance, but it's within us. Mm. We've got to start to tap into that, this different dimension that is infinite, right? It has so much abundance that we we need to learn how to, to, to really access that. And I think if you come from a place of scarcity, you're always going to be trying to pursue money. You're always going to be trying to pursue things that is in alignment with you, that things that you hate to do, the day job that you constantly just, you know, you suck it up, you suck it up. I've got to pay the bills. And then you get to the end of your life and you go, what's going on? Wasting your way, like wasting your time in a job that you hate, that's making you stressed. Stress is making you sick and you're just like, your job's making your unhappiness. Yes. You're not pursuing your life and living the life that you want to live is costing you your life, but not a, like your health. Everything. everything. Yeah. The, you, you start to get addicted to certain things and then that becomes a problem. And then you start to get that and, and you know, and it just snowballs. Live for the weekend sort of thing. Constantly snowballs. And I remember it would have been Tony Robbins saying um, in his book that, you know, when you're 80 years old and you're sitting in your rocking chair, what is it that you're going to be talking about? Or even if when you're on your deathbed, what are you going to be talking about? Who do you want there? It's not going to be talk. You're not going to be talking about. I wish I had made more money. I wish I had have. Mm. You know, I uh, wish I had sold that business. And then you're not thinking any of that stuff. And I, I, I put myself in that position. If I was on my deathbed, I'd be looking around like, who's around me? Who's who's gonna who's gonna you know who's giving me love or who's the one that um, that that will be there at the end when 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 I do pass on to the next life and right? reminiscing on experiences that you yeah had. not I love that couch that I sat on <laughs> you know what I mean? like or just that like those things that you bought it's like more the experience for me I I love uh, I know I we were talking about our love languages the other day mm. and one of my love languages is quality time and experiences yeah. so. You can buy me all the shit you want, but I'm just not about it. So you can't buy my love. I just, it doesn't, I I receive gifts and it's nice. It's a nice thing, but I highly value quality time and experiences. So um, if you were working all day and away from me all day and you came home with a gift, I just, 
I just want the time. I want the experience. Like you'd appreciate it. Like yeah. Like we said that I haven't even bought you any jewelry apart from the engagement, engagement ring. ring. Like I you bought I, me nothing. <laughs> I don't buy you flowers. I may have picked your flowers and yeah. I may have picked your weeds, <laughs> right? But the the weeds were edible and we ended up having for dinner, so it was a bonus. It was a win win. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So yeah, I, I I'm similar to that as well. Like I don't need fancy gifts. I just mm. I just want. You know, I want the eye contact. I want the <laughs> smile. There's a beautiful smile. It's looking at me. Yeah. <laughs> but like the most simple things can can go such a long way, and I mm. think those are the the things that I value as well. And that's what I'll be thinking about in my deathbed. I'll be yeah. or in my rocking chair, just like oh, those good times we had, and we're still having the good times. Yeah. And I think that... every day we say, "I love our life, babe." Yeah, yeah, but yeah. that's not so bad. I know a lot of people have gone through hard times, and I know a lot of people are feeling bad if they are feeling good during this current world circumstance. I know a lot of people be like, "I'm loving my life. Yeah, I'm living my life. I'm finally." pursuing what I like it was enough of a shake up to get them yeah. to change yeah. the directory. Yeah. But um and I I fully understand that there is a lot of suffering. I don't want to diminish that. But um Mark and I do say every single day, babe, I love our life. Yeah. Yeah. We say fuck I love our life. It's it's <laughs> every day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like this especially this year has just been such a transformative experience for the two of us. And I just wouldn't change it. Like it gave us the the deeper connection together. It gave us the freedom, the silence, the the opportunity, and the way we can we can action moving forward. So I just think that whether whether you had a shit year or a good year, I think there's a polarity to it. There's a positive mm. and negative. There's a good and bad. And so I'm 34 years old. So I've had you know, the, the, the shit years I've had is probably like, I haven't had a shit year. I don't think I've had a shit year. Yeah, yeah. I've had a shit moments, yeah. but then I, but then I look at it, I'm like, oh, okay, well, there was a lesson in that. So I've, I've now taken from that shit moment, I've pulled a, a, a bit of uh, wisdom from it. And then now I've moved on. So there's never been a shit year for me. There's times where I've, where I've maybe, yeah, yeah. Dwelled upon. Dwelled. Probably my, my early years of binge drinking where I was very emotional and very depressed. But apart from that, like, what, two shit years and then you got 32 good ones? Mm. Come on, guys. But even I think when we were talking about in our last episode together, we were talking about, like, don't write off the whole year. I know a lot of shit stuff has happened. What's the good stuff? But yeah, that and also realizing that there's actually usually, like, if you're listening to this podcast, there's nothing seriously wrong happening right now. It's either you're worrying about the future or you're bringing, dragging the past with you into your present. So I think that's something that was a really profound thing when I was in deep into depression when I realized the fact that I was either dwelling in the past or fearing the future or worrying about the future, but there was actually nothing actually happening in the moment. I was creating it in my mind. That mm. was really powerful for me. I just wanted to throw that out there. Just don't write off the year. No, you can no, make a perfect it's... moment right now. You can live a perfect moment right now. Finish it off strong. This we're, we're that quarter time now. You yeah. Finish that year off strong. Alrighty, so just tying back to our giveaway. So we've got the book in the giveaway. Tr yep, trust me, you want to read it. Yeah, and we've also, I'm also going to give away a bag of ceremonial grade cacao, Ooh. a Telixa turmeric latte blend, oh, a nice. mushroom beet latte blend, uh, three sacred Palo Santo smudging sticks, the book, obviously, and raw slim and tone vanilla pea protein powder. Ooh, very nice. And a lion's mane mushroom powder. Ooh, get out of town. <laughs> Thanks for the commentary, babe. And what's the what's the mushroom, uh, the lion's mane do? The lion's mane is really amazing for cognitive function, also good for sleep, but a lot of high performers take it to help them optimize their like brain focus throughout the day, but also some people take for sleep, re restorative sleep at night. Yeah, yeah, so we, it's like we do. brain superfood. Yep. I freaking love it. I had some just before. Yeah. So we've got that. And I'm also going to throw a copy of each of my eBooks in once they're released. So, and they're so, so close. I promise you I'm in the final legs of editing. So that'll be the plant-based recipe eBook, the Nutrivore eBook, which has recipes based with eggs, meat, fish, all of that. So it's fully plant-based and then there's going to be animal protein, 
one. And then also an intuitive cooking e-guide plus amazing stuff in there. Nice. Very nice. I, I'm, I'm very fortunate to be able to test try a lot of this. So it is, yes, it is amazing. Mark has, yeah. So all of my recipes have gone through Mark's taste testing <laughs> and he gives them the tick. You know what? I've, I've put on probably five kilos since you started <laughs> doing this recipe book, babe. Feeding me all this food. Seriously. Because what would happen is like she, she'd eat and she's she's quite petite, so she'd only eat uh, half a plate. Mate, I, I eat a lot. <laughs> I do still eat. And I'm pretty big. I'm, I'm pretty much the dump truck. I'm the, the garbage man, so I'll clean up, right? She'll just slide that plate over to my side. I'm like, yep, I'm going to town. But you should see his little head. He does like a little happy dance with his head. He's like, <laughs> gifts from the gods. Uh, <laughs> starts eating them. And there's just so much abundance in this household. That's all. That's what you say. You also say abundance. <laughs> yeah yeah amazing so that's the giveaway and to enter that's all going to be on instagram we did say we will also if you are listening on itunes and you want some extra bonus entries leave a review on itunes and that will also give you i reckon three extra entries three extra entries well, that's if you want to show some love especially if you've been listening to this for a while there's a reason you keep coming back system. yeah do it, do it. <laughs> um there's so we would love to yeah, give you that, some extra entries to winning the giveaway. But otherwise, all the other info is going to be on Instagram and it's going to be drawn on Thursday, the 17th of December. So it'll be about a week from this podcast released. So yeah, hopefully you're not too late for that. I'm sure there's going to be more abundance giveaways in the future anyways. Yeah, all the details will be over on our Instagrams, marla.movement on Instagram and my Instagram, laura.laguno. I'll link that in the description as well. So that is it for today. We went in all sorts of different directions, which I love about our conversations, yeah. but it look, we took you on a bit of a journey. Thank you so much for sharing all your wisdom nuggets with us, Mark. No, thanks for asking these questions. I know I might've gone uh, left and right and a bit of a tangent here and there, but I, I enjoyed it. I think I think the listeners will get something from it. And if you have, DM Mark or DM us on Marla Movement. It'll be awesome just to hear your takeaways or your little nuggets that you're taking away with you. We love to hear that. Thanks for tuning in and thanks, babe, for, uh, for interviewing me. No worries. All right, friends, we will talk to you next week. Have a beautiful week. Take care. Bye for now. Look after yourselves. Thank you so, so much for hanging out with us today. It's our mission to keep freedom of speech and holistic traditional wisdom alive in a time of such wild censorship. So please, if you've gotten anything out of this episode or you would like to support our mission and message in any way, we would love if you left a review on whatever app you're listening from or even take a snap of you listening and share it on your stories and tag us. We would love to see that. We are so, so grateful for your support. All right, we'll chat to you in the next episode. Bye for now.